the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It's always a pleasure to finish our week with an interview with Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network. They do a phenomenal job covering the real news in Ohio. We've talked today about the dispatch and its agenda, but they don't have an agenda at the Ohio Press Network. And so you need to be reading that site, subscribing to that site, following Jack on Twitter. Jack Windsor is at Jack Windsor. And so, Jack, welcome to the show. And let's start with the Ohio Debate Commission. I would love to see our Senate candidates and our gubernatorial candidates debate, but I fully understand why J.D. Vance and Mike DeWine would be hesitant to enter into a debate with the Ohio Debate Commission now that we know about the leadership of the Debate Commission. Tell the folks about that, what you guys have discovered about the Debate Commission. Bruce, it's great to be here with you and the answer listeners. Thanks for choosing me. What we found is that the leader of what they call themselves uh, a nonpartisan group that schedules political debates in Ohio, including for the U.S. Senate race, has donated to Democratic candidates like Tim Ryan, according to federal records. Now, Jill Miller-Zyman, she's the executive director of the Ohio Debate Commission. It's a 501c3 charity uh, comprised uh, of civic and media organizations that host debates here in Ohio. But Zyman is a former Democratic U.S. House candidate in 2016 and 2014, and she's contributed over $13,000 the Democratic causes and candidates between 2006 and 2018, uh, federal records show. I talked with Luke Schroeder, the spokesman for the Vance campaign, and he said it would be absurd to participate in a debate overseen by a liberal Tim Ryan donor who has repeatedly and publicly smeared Republicans. Ohioans deserve fair, impartial debates. J.D. has accepted two nonpartisan debates and hopes our opponent will as well. And again, that was from Luke Schroeder, spokesman for the Vance campaign, uh, referring to the contributions that uh, Zyman has made to Tim Ryan's campaign uh, in 2014 and uh, in 2018 made $600 uh, in donations to the Ohio Democratic Party the same year that she joined the debate commission. What are our chances of getting a debate? Are there other organizations? League of Women Voters used to do it. Or are there debates scheduled? Will we have any debates? Because I, I frankly think a debate between Vance and Ryan would really help Vance. You're not in this position because you guys aren't partisan, but but I don't think Tim Ryan is the best choice for Senate. So I would like to see debates, but I don't want to uh, put a candidate that I favor in a debate where the deck is stacked against him. So what are the chances that we will actually see Vance and Ryan work out their differences and appear on a debate stage? Uh, Touche, good point there. Uh, you know, I think Vance has actually said he what echoes what you said, that he would fare well. He actually said to me that he wants to debate Tim Ryan. So I know that he wants to. We're going to push out a story quickly here yet this morning on this very topic. There are two debates, uh, one hosted by Next Star News, the WJW-TV8 Fox 8 affiliate in Cleveland on October 4th. That will air in Youngstown, Cleveland, Columbus, Dayton, and other major markets. There's also a debate hosted by WLWT News 5 in Hamilton, and that date is to be determined. Now, Vance has agreed to those two uh, 
debates. However, we're in receipt of uh, communication from the Ryan campaign that makes it sound as if if JD is not going to uh, participate in the debate commission uh, debates that they've now declined, it, it seems like Tim Ryan saying, look, if you're not going to do that, I'm not going to do these other two. So I'm not sure where that stands. I'll be in communication with Ryan's campaign today uh, to see if they're going to accept the invitation to the other two debates. I'm not certain that they will, but uh, we'll try to find out. Jack Windsor's our guest. Check his site, theohiopressnetwork.com, for that story that they are working on and will publish this morning about uh, the Vance and Ryan race in the Ohio Senate. I think, uh, Jack, for me, as I assess the upcoming midterms, uh, an issue that I think would be uh, top of mind for voters is the whole transgender LGBTQ uh, ideology agenda in schools. I think we look at Glenn Youngkin's election in Virginia. It's very obvious parents want to be involved in schools curriculum. Are their kids being you know, indoctrinated? Are their kids being coached? And we've had a situation here in Hilliard where the uh, NEA, the National Education Association, largest teachers union, and the Hilliard Teachers Union has uh, made available to teachers these badges that they wear, that they're LGBTQ-friendly teachers, you can come up and talk to me, and all this kind of stuff. And uh, we saw a full meeting. Parents don't like it. The school board, and I've never gotten an answer out of them. What communication have you heard, if any, from the Hilliard schools about this matter, and where do you think this is headed? Uh, I think it's headed uh, into being the political hot potato that people don't necessarily want to hold, but they're going to have to. Uh, parents are, are, are very angry. <laughs> I almost swore there. Parents are very angry. Um, I've been in communication with the communications director at Hilliard City Schools, and she uh, thankfully answered a few questions I had about these badges. Now, the badges, uh, as you probably covered, linked to adult material, sexual material, that it seems extremely inappropriate, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly as it would relate to the teacher-student relationship. Uh, I asked, uh, are you tracking who is clicking uh, on these QR codes? Are you um, putting on a list somewhere who has these badges and whether students have access, what students have access? And she basically said, no, there's really no information to track there. We don't know that. And based on the, you know, the, my knowledge, there isn't a student who has a badge. And I said, well, wait a minute. At the board meeting, there was a student who actually held up the badge. And the communications director said, oh, yes, that's true. And that student received it from a parent who was on the staff. However, I received a photo yesterday um, that we are looking into that is allegedly um, it contains a an elementary school student in possession of the badge. Mm. Um Apparently, she was attending a running club and had to use the the bathroom, so the teacher gave uh, the student the badge, and the student was photographed with the badge. So in that case, it would be an elementary school student in possession of this badge that has the QR code. Um, And even if it's not the QR code, it's the messaging, right? I'm a safe person. I'm a safe safe space, which begs the question, well, if you don't uh, approve the LGBTQ plus agenda, are you not a safe person? Exactly. If your parents don't approve it, are they unsafe? Yep. Um, and that's the other messaging that people are having a hard time with. Yeah, I mean, it makes total sense. I mean, this is this is demonizing people, and it's uh, and it's introducing. I, I just, uh, how did we get to the point where we're even debating the propriety of these topics being brought into schools? I mean, this is just not appropriate. And I think that's the position of conservative is that you know there are topics appropriate for schools, there are topics that are not. This is clearly not. And why is this something that we have to even talk about? in schools when we're supposed to be about education. And this is something that can be taken care of at the General Assembly level 
with a signed law. And so what I want to know, it's great for parents to get involved, but where are where is the leadership in the Ohio General Assembly on the Senate side and on the House side? Do they have are you do you have a sense as to whether the leadership in the General Assembly has the stomach to tackle this? Because we saw at the Ohio School Board meeting this week when there's public comment and there should be public comment, everyone's entitled to weigh in. The LGBTQ lobby does a great job of getting its very vocal critics of banning these policies out there. But the conservative lobby is sometimes retarded in its willingness to go out there and and take a stand because, oh, the labels are coming and the shouting is coming and all those kinds of things. So it's going to have to be fortitude on the part of our legislators. Do you sense that that is there? I sense that it will be. The, the question they're going to have to answer and that parents need to ask is, whose kids are they? Are they our kids or are they the school's kids? And are you going to do anything about it? That's the question. Uh, look, you can go down and, and argue both sides of this. If you remember, there was a bill in the legislature on uh, medical freedom. And it, that bill basically said, we don't want to be forced to take a jab. And uh, tons of people showed up in support of that bill, thousands, probably one of the biggest shows of support ever. The bill didn't pass. So it's a, it's okay if people on the opposite side show up because the legislature has a history of acting on whatever principle they want to act on. So whoever shows up and talks, that's great. But at the end of the day, if you are a Republican supermajority and you believe in parents' rights and you believe in limited government, I think the answer is simple. Um, but I think parents and uh, community members need to ask those questions of representatives and senators who are about to be elected in November. Whose kids are they and what are you going to do about it? Jack Windsor's with the Ohio Press Network. Follow him on Twitter at Jack Windsor, W-I-N-D-S-O-R, theohiopressnetwork.com. I got about a minute left. Uh, I ran a TV story about Akron Children's Hospital, gender-affirming care. I know it happens at Cincinnati Children's. I know Nationwide Children's is all in on it. Uh, we've seen the Vanderbilt situation blow up when uh, Matt Walsh shone light on it. Uh, do you sense that there is uh, a coming uh, expansion of this examination of these kinds of clinics and the damage that uh, a lot of us believe they, they inflict on kids? I think that it is coming, and I think it needs to come. The question we have to ask is how far does it go? Uh, I know that there are, as you mentioned, Akron, Cincinnati, and other children's hospitals in the Children's Hospital Network in Ohio uh, that have private conversations with kids, and, they, and it goes something like this. Do you want me to call you a pronoun different than what I call you in front of your parents? Okay, so there's the gateway, right? So yep. there's a secret conversation, a wedge between parent and child. How far does that go? Does it does it go to the kid uh, receiving and taking drugs or, you know, having an, uh, an altering surgery? I don't know. But we need to ask those questions, figure out how far it goes, publish how far it goes so that people can have dialogue and make policy decisions about an issue that I don't know how. I don't know if there's a more important issue that we're facing right now. Jack, I agree totally. That's why I feel good about you being on the case. Read Jack Windsor, theohiopressnetwork.com, on Twitter at Jack Windsor. Jack, have a great weekend. You too, Bruce. God bless you. Thanks for choosing me today. Yeah, I'm not trying to be melodramatic. I just I do think this whole education, parents' rights regarding education 
uh, is the issue of our time. And I do think that we are at a time where the battle can still be won. I talk to, through my interactions with people who express their interest in Patriot Switch, I talk to a lot of people who are aghast at the things that teachers now feel like, some teachers feel like, it is in their purview to push on students. Think of this. Would your teacher ever have delved into topics regarding their sexual preferences when you were in school? So why is there a need now? And that question is never asked. And if it is asked, it's never addressed. And it's always positioned as if objecting to the effort to expose kids to these kinds of topics is going to somehow harm the kids. That it's a given that it's going to harm the kids. That, well, you know, um, if you don't allow this child to find a like-minded person who is not their parent, but has influence over them, then uh, this child will be all alone, and this child will harm themselves. Uh, Now, we certainly never, ever, ever want that to happen. But we also, (laughs) I fear, can err on the side of assuming the worst and never allowing kids the time, the space, to resolve these issues inside their own families, or inside their own minds. Uh, We are in an era where permissiveness and allowing people to explore their true identity, and you can be anything, and I see some merit in some of that. But I also see, like with everything, some danger in some of that. And even parents who understand the danger of that, and I'm one of them, can err on the side of wanting to lavish affirmation on our kids to the point where we either never allow them to experience adversity of any kind or or we don't ever really tell them the truth about things. Because I I, I just have had a lot of experience prior to coming here to the answer in the sports realm. And I talked to a lot of coaches, a lot of high school coaches, a lot of feedback they get is, or the feedback they give me is, it's really hard to be a high school coach now because why? Because the kids are different? Not really, the parents are different. Kids are always the same. Kids are the same, parents are different. If kids are different, it's because the parents are different, because the parents want to intervene on behalf of the kids. I don't ever remember. Not just my parents, but in my era, parents intervening on the part of kids about something as innocuous as just who's playing and who's not. It was like, if you're not playing, it's because you're not good enough. And we are very resistant now to just telling our kids, you need to work harder. You haven't worked hard enough to deserve the expectations you have. Or, you know what? Maybe you have worked hard enough, and the other person's just better than you because we're afraid it'll hurt their feelings. It'll scar them. They won't think we love them. There's a verse in Proverbs that has hit me with a great deal of impact, and it is, blows and wounds cleanse away evil, and beatings purge the inmost being. 
That's not a fun verse. <laughs> Bruce. Blows and wounds cleanse away evil and beatings purge the inmost being. Well, what is it saying? It's saying adversity has a purpose. Adversity has a purpose. And it can be a cleansing purpose. But we don't do that now. And heaven forbid, you know, we don't affirm kids in whatever kind of whacked ideas they have. I was talking before we visited with Jack about if you don't think kids are followers, check out what they're wearing. And it's not a commentary on is it something you'd wear or not. It's the fact that if the popular kids are wearing it, then they're all wearing it, right? They are, there is a herd mentality, not just among kids, but among humans. And so a lot of this transgender stuff I asked a friend of mine from Haiti, he's a doctor in Haiti. I'm like, Dr. T, do you have, you have transgender issues in Haiti? And he was like, wait, are you talking about like when a man thinks he's a woman? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I don't have that. We don't have that in Haiti. I'm like, why not? He's like, we're worried about whether we're going to be able to eat today. And we have so much prosperity here, so much luxury here, and so much entitlement here. That we just feel like any kind of adversity or any kind of truth that like you might not be good enough to do what you think you want to do is viewed as, well, pick your adjective. It's bigoted. It's hatred. It's intolerant. It's, you know, whatever. So, Alan, you've experienced this phenomenon. You're kind of of my era. You grew up when I did. Your view, I doubt your parents were like, why don't you let Alan play more? I had to earn it. Yeah, of course. I had to work my butt off. And I of wasn't course, a great athlete. And now they just, you know, the, the concept of earning it uh, is is a foreign concept. It really is. Well, these are parents, too, that coddle, like we're talking about, that think the kids don't keep score. They don't keep score at your soccer game. All right. The kids are keeping score. Yeah, whoever came up with the idea that everybody gets a trophy, um, that, that didn't help us. That didn't help us any. Now, uh, my friends in uh, Hilliard who are fighting this fight with the school badges, uh, at least Chafee Parents Rights and Education, Omar Tarazi is a candidate for the Ohio State House to represent Hilliard. You better elect Omar if you are a conservative Republican and you want to get things done. Uh, they were on uh, Fox News early morning news today, and I will have uh, for you after our bottom of the hour break uh, what they had to say. And it's really, uh, are you happy now uh, in Hilliard, Superintendent Dave Stewart? Are you happy uh, that you are being held up on the Daily Wire, Chris Rufo's Substack, Fox News? Are you happy that under your leadership, you have allowed teachers to expose to students access to well, it's pornographic information via the QR codes on the back of these badges being worn by NEA members. And oh, by the way, a half hour from now, a half hour from now, guess who is speaking to the NEA? Yeah, that's right. That'd be your president, Joe Biden. So if you, I, I mean, I'm sure he's going to get up there and say, now, you guys got to stop with this LGBTQ agenda nonsense. All yeah, right. Hold your breath for that. No, he's going to get up there and glorify it, extol it, encourage it. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.